Michigan Liberation is a statewide network of people and organizations organizing to end the criminalization of black families and communities of color in Michigan. We envision a state without mass incarceration, mass policing, and punishment. We envision a state with the best public education in the nation, single-payer health care, and thriving black and brown communities. Here on the Respect the Rules podcast, we will lift up the stories and experiences of those impacted by mass incarceration, collective ties to the criminal legal system, and the frontline efforts to end mass incarceration. Hey everybody, I'm Ms. Marjan, and welcome to Michigan Liberation's Respect the Roots podcast. Today in the studio, I have none other than Reverend Kevin Harris and also Booker T. And they are, the cool thing about both of them, they're going to speak about clean slate, but Pastor Rev, you are the president of the Board of Directors for Michigan Liberation, so Thank you for coming on. And then Booker T is the organizer for Clean Slate. And I know he's got an amazing story as well. And I mean, it's just awesome to have you in the studio with me and everything. So thank you for coming and everything. So let's get started. Y'all ready and everything? Yes, (laughs) it's my pleasure. (laughs) You know, in other episodes, um, Reverend, Harris, it's so hard for me to say that. I'm so used to saying, I'm going to say Pastor Kev. (laughs) You know, Pastor Kev, right? But um, we've talked about... um, Michigan liberation in depth and everything, but just tell everybody what has it been like? We rep- we're celebrating four years mm-hmm. being the president of the board of directors. And I mean, you've been there from the beginning as well. Yeah, almost the beginning. Um, and I think that's the, the thing about the organization. You already have a, a great group of, of individuals who are talented in so many different ways. So it was just really a, a meshing of the talent, a meshing of the energy and look what we came up with from the perspective of respecting the roots. So the roots are already strong. So therefore, the trees and the branches are, and the limbs are going to flourish. Right, right, right. And Booker, how long have you been with um, Michigan Liberation? I've been with Michigan Liberation three and a half years. I started out uh, at the Church of the Messiah with Pastor Barry Randolph going over there when they had the launching and uh, I was actually going there to see Earl Burton who had been recently released from prison and I had been trying to catch him and when I went there they were giving their presentation and what they were talking about are things that I was already doing in the community and uh, I just had to join with them. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. I have a little quick little story. How I, I, I've been in Michigan Liberation for about two and a half years and Booker doesn't know this but a uh, mutual friend of ours, you know, she told me about Michigan Liberation because mm-hmm. she had heard Booker T, her mother had heard Booker T at one of the churches in here in the metro Detroit area. And then she approached me. She knew I had, I was laid off from two jobs. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if I want to get into this kind of work. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, man, you got to meet Booker T and other, <laughs> the whole crew and the rest is history. So wow, I just had I to say that yeah. I'm here because in an indirect way because that's, of Booker that's T. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> so, it's, it's, yeah, it is. <laughs> but um, like I said, I'm so glad to have you both here because I want to go straight into talking about Clean Slate. Mm-hmm. Booker, you are the lead you know, the, the, the person that is doing it with uh, Clean Slate and Pastor Kev, you kind of got started when it all first kicked off. So let's start yeah. with how all this started and then yeah. what's going on now. And feel free to both chime in because this is yeah. a conversation. Absolutely. Okay. I, I think um, 
you know, the, the, the start of Clean Slate is really when uh, society gets to a point where it's ready for change. And the corporations uh, and the community, uh, there was a big impact of people being incarcerated because people could not find people to work anymore. Right. And society finally had realized that they had overplayed their hand by locking so many people up, incarcerating so many people, particularly from black and brown communities. So when it got on corporate America's radar, when it got on the radar of the the, the U.S. government and the politicians, then it began to become something that they wanted to deal with. They were forced to deal with it because of the impact of removing so many people from society that society couldn't even uh, function anymore. So mm -hmm. they realized, whether from the, the banking industry on down to manufacturing, they recognized we've got a serious problem. We need to address it. So along with that, of course, those of us on the ground route to the ground level, we already knew what we were going through. So we had to take advantage of, of the timing that it was at that time. And that, to me, that was really the beginning of it taking shape from a, a legislative standpoint from across the country. Wow, wow. So from there, how what, what happened? Meetings or did they go to, did it go to the Capitol? Yeah. Like how well, did... I can speak on it from the um, perspective of being in Michigan. Um, state sent well, uh, state representative Harvey Santana. He was the legislator who really got the ball moving on a lot of a lot of the legislation. There was a major bill package that he put together. It was like a 24, 25 uh, bill package, hmm. and he brought all these interested parties together: the prosecutors' association, the state police, uh, the legislators, uh, the the association of counties, because it was a lot of. Uh, uh, the legislation would impact them and people that were in jails, which was going to affect their money. So the raise the age legislation, for example. So it was a lot. And he worked on that for two years. Unfortunately, he didn't get it passed during that term. But the next term that came in, uh, other legislators picked up the work and continued to push it through. So it was it was it, it was not something that happened overnight. Wow. Oh, man. So and. Booker, now you're working on this, you know, what has it been like working on this campaign, Clean Slate, uh, expungements and just. Well, first of all, um, I want to thank Governor Whitmore for having the courage to put it in place and having a, uh, for her to be utilizing it, the system in a progressive manner. However, what we're finding is it is not progressive enough. Right. Um, it's a lot of people that are impacted. Michigan is a state that uh, is, has a high conviction rate as a state. And we have 83 counties, but one county in particular, Wayne County, is the one that's been impacted the most. And it's mostly the black and brown community, as Pastor Kevin said. And so when funds get allocated, and distributed throughout the state. What we're finding is that uh, it's difficult for us to have enough resources for the hardest hit areas. And so there is a great need. Uh, there is a great need to train attorneys. Um, matter of fact, we started at the Center for Hope and Mercy. That was the first event that we had. I believe it was last December, somewhere around there. And it was four people. And uh, the last event we had, we had 150. The word is getting out because we follow up. 
It got bigger than Michigan Liberation. It got bigger than Booker. It got bigger than Pastor Kevin. And they added uh, you, Miss Marjan, and mm -hmm. our, our other friend, uh, Jamee. Mm -hmm. And uh, to help kind of bring some order to it because the system as we as they gave us the reins to the horse to the horse the horse wasn't broken and so we had to ride the horse and and get the work done breaking the horse in on the way right. and uh, as a result we've encountered quite a few problems and quite a few issues that we were able to tweak through right uh, so right. yeah you're absolutely right booker and here's the thing even with um like pastor kev said you know you know, it, look at how much time it took just to get the the bill in place, the bills in place. You know, the, the the groundwork, the foundation. To now, we've even seen issues or loopholes within the expungement process. Absolutely. You know, even as far as the the hidden fees, people don't realize it costs money to get your record expunged. Now That's we're right. offering it our services free, but there's a lot of other costs like the fingerprints. You know, getting your certified record. You know what I mean? And writing that check or money order to the state of Michigan and making copies. And there's thing and there we also another thing I want to touch upon is how we I didn't even realize how we have such a, a large amount of people out there who, who are struggling to read the applications. Absolutely. Read a, a one page illiteracy runs deep in the community. Right. And people do not realize and now we're moving digitally. And so where is that going to leave them when they can't even read a book or a newspaper? Right. So there has to be some kind of system put in place where we can have people who can come in. We can't live off all volunteer services when the need is so great. There needs to be jobs created as a result of this. I have 17 felonies myself. Uh, I'm a returning citizen. I'm not able to get mine done. But yet my job and my story, it gives me the ability to have this job. And so I'm fortunate in that aspect, but getting out there in the community and bringing some hope where people can have better education, they can move to maybe where they want to. Uh, it's not only affecting them, and uh, you know, you can get life-sustainable jobs. You know, you're not getting a job that, that minimum wage isn't going up. You know, you're not getting a job that's life-sustainable. So you want to be able to, 25% or 23% is the, is, is what they say that a person potentially can make. Who doesn't want that kind of increase in their right. salary? Exactly, exactly. And and also, I I had no idea. There were people who have come to the expungements that have said, I just want to get a passport. You know, I just want, mm -hmm. or just to have a clean slate. People who have records back in the, the 70s, the 80s, yeah. just and that's why I think we don't understand what it means, clean slate. And I commend both of you for being here and doing this kind of work. Because like you mentioned, if you're not able to get your record expunged, well, at least you're still giving back. That's right. You know, some people are like, well, if, if I can't get mine, I'm not going to help nobody else and stuff like that. So, you know, but let me, let's talk about where do we go from here? You know, we got about like eight minutes. So where do we go from here? I know they've been talking about automatic expungements and, and Pastor Kev, you had talked about is the numbers are it's getting too big. That's why they're having to right. expunge people's records because right. it's getting too it's getting ridiculous. Right. Well, the, the thing about the 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 method that they're talking about using automatic, where right now you're currently uh, if you have three or less felonies, you can get it done if you come to a clinic. With the automation, they're talking only expunging two. 
So now you're narrowing the gap when we should be increasing the gap. So, you know, as we got started with Michigan Liberation, and as you've seen, Miss uh, Marjan and Jamee, and we got it going, uh, we even had people come from Chicago, and they looked at our model, and they looked at the way that we go by it and critiquing it and being precise in paperwork, following up, getting phone calls 10 o'clock at night and still receive, uh, accepting them oftentimes, myself and bo both of you. And so there needs to be an increase in funding, uh, not limiting and taking it away. So, you know, it's just like if people on the other side of 8 Mile were hungry and people on uh, the Detroit side were not hungry, what side do you take the food first? So, you know, there has to be a distribution of the services and the funding delivered to the people who need it the most. Right. And we, we can't, we, what we found is that, uh, and then I'm going to let Pastor Kevin say something, what we were finding after we were able to come up with a system that was really, really working, and then it's feeling like kind of like the rug is getting uh, pulled from up under us right when we meeting the need and the people are trusting us. And uh, so, yeah. Wow. That's so true. Look, I agree with you. I've seen it. I've seen people... Um, come and not be grateful, you know, but then some people are so ecstatic, They're you know, hurt. about knowing that they can get their record expunged, just seeing that light at the end of the tunnel and everything, you know, Reverend Kevin. We've had candidates come, yeah. uh, Miss Marjan, you've seen them, and Jermaine, we've had people come, we've even had expungements at Pastor Kevin's church, I mean, we have yeah. plenty facilities, we have plenty places that would have them, and we got the people, but we just don't have the funding for the services, and so that's what we need most. Yeah. Uh, we have people come from Chicago, like I said, and then they paid for everything. Uh, we need to do better in our state, and we need to get to the people. We live in America, land of the free, home of the brave, 5% of the world's population, but we incarcerate more people than multiple uh, countries put together. Right. That has to change. Yeah. Uh, if we're home of the brave, let's be brave because we're not home of the free. Wow, wow, Booker, yeah. Reverend <laughs> Harris, I know you have your church. What are you, what's going on in the community? You know, real talk. This was something we talked about in another episode. What's really going on as it deals with clean slate, expunging records, just the incarceration rate? What's really yeah. going on here? What yeah. are you I seeing? mean, there, there, there are multiple. It's, it's like an onion. What do they say? You peel back one layer, and you got to go to other layers and keep peeling it back. Um, there are multiple layers, multiple perspectives, multiple organizations doing the work. Um, one of the things that I think that we all have to understand is that there's an old saying that we hear about in, in, in the old West shootouts. The cavalry is not coming. Um, it's up to those of us who are in the know, those of us who have the passion, who are concerned about all these issues that uh, Booker talked about to get out here on the front line and force the issue. Nobody's given us anything. They've never given us anything. Uh, the things that have came along uh, as of right now were of a necessity. When the clean slate debate was going on, there was plenty of pushback from prosecutors and state police. Uh, I think a lot of them, they were offended that you had formerly incarcerated individuals like us at the table with them now. But it's a new day. Uh, post Trayvon Martin, post George Floyd, 
there is a new awakening in our community. And those of us who are on the front lines have to understand we are the cavalry. Help is not coming. A perfect example is that uh, the 13th Congressional District in Michigan, uh, an 80% black district now, does not have black representation, you know, because black people, us, we are asleep at the wheels. Mm. Or those who are at the wheel are driving the wrong way. So mm. it's up to us to, we got to grab the wheel now and put things back on the right track. There's apathy. There's people that don't know, that, that don't, are, are not concerned. And it's up to us to go out to the community and make these things relevant because there's just, there's the faithful few of us that's out yeah. here doing the work. But we have to continue to, to trumpet and ring the alarm in the community. As Absolutely. people always say, you know, get Pookie and Ray Ray to the table. <laughs> the right. ones who are ungrateful and don't understand, they need to. I was at the gas station today and a gentleman was talking about how he just got his record expunged. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, this is the work. This is why we do the work. Absolutely. So that people that don't even know why, how they got in that circumstance, but yet I'm standing right here and I can rejoice in that moment with him. Mm -hmm. But yet he needed to need be more, do, right. uh, to know more. I had right. a small conversation with him, but we've got much work to do. Wow. And a lot of that burden is on us in the community. They're not coming to save us. Right. We have to force their hand. Now, Booker and Reverend Harris, you know you got to come back because we're just gently scratching the surface. Yeah, we're just hitting the surface <laughs> Exactly, sure. but I'm glad y'all came to the studio to see what was really going on. We got, I need a minute from both of you. That's all we got is like two minutes, so a minute each. Okay. For those who can't get their record expunged, mm -hmm. okay, because we've been talking about expungement and clean slate for those who can't, because there's a lot of people who can't, mm -hmm. and you know about that. Mm -hmm. What is some words of encouragement? Give me some a one-minute nugget to give somebody... You know, because I had to I had to personally reach out to these people and say, you know what? Unfortunately, we pre-screamed you. You're not eligible. What do you tell those people? Yeah, I would say, you know, you got to keep going. I'm one of those people. Um, I've been elevated in the political realm, in the realm of of ministry and in the realm of activism. And I tell people all the time, those of us in Michigan know what it means when I say I didn't have an uncle in the furniture business. So you have to just work hard, keep pressing. Change is on the way. That's the right. work is still out here being done. Well, thank you, Reverend Harris. Booker, take us on home. What, what yeah, would you tell the somebody? The odds are against people. Uh, I don't have no uncle named Sam either. And uh, when it comes to this work, I'm looking at it like, hey, I'm working, and I have 17 of them. So hopefully that will bring some hope. What we are doing also are in getting in touch with employers who will hire some of these people and they can become assets and not liabilities to the community. We got to stop uh, criminalizing mental health. We got to stop criminalizing uh, poverty. Being black, you don't have to be driving by, by black. You can walk by and, you know, you get pulled over by the police. So I just say to don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel because I was a certified crash test dummy and I can change. I did. and But you need the opportunity, and that's what we have to create, more opportunity. That's what's up. Thank you, Booker. Thank you, Reverend Harris. Thank you all for listening and watching our podcast and everything. Make sure to check us out on social media at My Liberation and our website at MyLiberation.org. Till next time, everybody, thank you and respect the roots.
Michigan Liberation Education Fund, C3, conducts grassroots organizing, leadership development, and civic engagement activities. Michigan Liberation C4 and Michigan Liberation Action Fund, IE, are sister organizations.